there and welcome to this new episode of Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogunkoya. On this show, we take you on a journey with inspiring, transformational, and authentic leaders with stories that inspire, principles that catalyze, and insights that will transform your life and business forever. Are you ready to dive in? Join the conversation and let the show begin. And my guest on the show this week is Vikram Ahuja, and we shall examine leadership and confidence, the domino effect of a leader's confidence on business growth. And I have no doubt that this will be yet another amazing and transformational event. So let's meet Vikram. Vikram Ahuja is a serial entrepreneur and currently runs Talent 500. He works with some of the world's leading organizations and help them build high-impact remote teams with good talent. He's very excited about building for a future of work where he can democratize access to opportunities and help talented professionals work best with companies like A, Airbnb, Pepsi, Nike, and quite a lot of organizations. He's also the founder of Beyond Travel, Asia's largest platform for expat-led tours in 50 countries and counting, and does everything from bookings, you know, to adventures for like-minded groups. Previously founding partner at Chiron Global Accelerator, now Techstar India, enabling global Fortune 100 industry leaders to work closely with startups. He has also co-founded and led key function for quite a couple of startups and businesses, theatre production under his belt. He has also competed and performed Latin dance competitively on a global stage. And, you know, he's, he's just simply amazing. So without wasting any more of your time, I am really happy and excited to bring on Vikram. All right. So hi, Vikram. How are you? Hi, Kami. I'm doing well. How about you? Kami, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. It's great to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. All right. So Vikram, we're going to be talking about leadership and confidence. Uh, the domino effect of a leader's confidence on business results, business growth. Now, getting right into this, Vikram, I would like you, you know, to talk about the place of confidence in business. You know, uh, you're a serial entrepreneur with lots of really, really amazing, you know, businesses, uh, profitable businesses, and progressive businesses, uh, if, if I may say. What exactly does confidence mean to a business leader? And why should we even care about it? You know, I think confidence you know, I think lies confidence at the heart of being an effective leader. Uh, confidence really is the foundation of everything needed for leading a company. Confidence is really all about um, having the belief that what you are doing and believe in is true. And, you know, it, it really is at the foundation of, of everything that you do. Everything about confidence and, and leadership. I So in my opinion, confidence is really the foundation of, of leadership. Um, if you're lacking in confidence, you're lacking in influence. And so much about being a leader today is being able to communicate a vision, a sense of purpose, and a sense of intent to your teams. And it's about getting an entire organization to believe 
uh, the vision that you have and the direction that they need to go to. And if that sense of purpose or that sense of confidence is missing, if there's self-doubt, if you can't trust yourself or have faith in yourself and the decisions that you're making, then how do you convince others to? Uh, at the core of it, I think being a leader is all about making the hard decisions. And as a leader, it's very important to have the confidence that or to have the faith in knowing that the decisions that you're making is correct and true. And, you know, in retrospect, some of those decisions may turn out to be things that could have been done differently. But in the moment, I think it's all about sharing uh, a sense of belief that your team can align themselves with. And 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 really, I think, you know, uh, today as, as leaders, you know, we're dealing with very lonely jobs. We're by ourselves. Uh, people expect us to have all the answers and oftentimes we don't. But what we do have is, like I mentioned earlier, a sense of passion, a sense of purpose and the belief that things need to happen a certain way. And, you know, you, you, it's your job as a leader to make sure that your organization knows that you have the vision, which is not to say that you're not open to feedback or you're not open to changing your mind or to trusting and delegating those around you. But it's, uh, what it means is really to have that sense of conviction, to know that we're going in a certain direction, that you're taking everyone else along with you. That, that, that's really amazing, Vikram. And, you know, I love the fact that you talk about the place of com communication and being able to take people along with you. Now, when we talk about the place of confidence, because there's a place of what has been projected, and then there's also the place of what people are able to detect you know, based on what they see. Now, how are leaders able to ensure that level of, um, you know, balance to ensure that what they project is the same thing with what, you know, um, their constituents, um, you know, their followers, their employees, whatever expression of leadership also get back from them? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, there's a there's a saying which which goes something like it is the eyes that looks, but it is the mind that sees. And oftentimes uh, when we talk about confidence, uh, there's a you know, a lot of people think of confidence as being, you know, fake it till you make it or really sort of go out there and talk about things before necessarily having the 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 right set of reasons for why people should believe you. I think the sense of balance comes from the fact that as a leader, our job is to communicate a vision and our job is to take hard decisions. Uh, and oftentimes that vision is based on our own experiences as leaders. Uh, and many times it's shaped by the collective experiences of the team around us. So as a leader, our job is to know that we need to you know, have an open ear to seek feedback when required, but then once all the information is available to us, make the decisions that the organization needs to hear uh, or needs to know uh, in order to have a sense of purpose or a sense of goal or a sense of objective to know where we're headed. Uh, the balance really here is in coming across as someone who is confident and yet open, uh, coming across as someone who is fearless and yet is cautious and coming across as someone who is ambitious, but at the same time trusting uh, of their colleagues and the decisions that they make together as a collective. Wow. So, so that, that's a fine expression of the balance because there are definitely so many sides to it. Now, when it comes to 
confidence or the projection of confidence, a lot of leaders struggle, right? And, you know, there are quite a number of things that a leader would intend to, you know, communicate or would intend to express, right? Um, so to that end, what would you consider as some of the challenges that leaders may have to deal with when it comes to the projection of confidence? Yeah, and, and you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, being a leader is an extremely lonely job. And the saying goes, it's lonely at the top. Uh, you're by yourself. Oftentimes, you're making decisions without having access to full information. Uh, and you need to move quick. Uh, you take all the blame if things don't work out. And it's your job to pass on the credit to everyone else if things do work out. Uh, so a big part of the challenge that a leader faces is knowing when to seek feedback and when to you know, define a very clear goal and ambition that the team needs to work towards. And often there's an interplay between the two, which is, you know, it's a good, healthy mix of, you know, setting a goal and a vision, but at the same time, ensuring that you have the framework and structure to seek feedback from your teams and that you're open uh, to changing course if required. True leaders, I believe, are fearless in the sense that, you know, they um, are not crippled by fear of, losing their job, losing their reputation, of trying to save face, uh, or having all the answers. A true leader is fearless in the point that they know where they need to get to and they will get there and take everyone along with them. And even if that means that there will be failures on the way, right? And I think the, the ability to accept failures as being part of the journey is part of, if, of the confidence that a leader gets, which is, you know, I might try five times and I might fail four of those times, but the one time that I get it right will take me exactly where I need to get to. Fantastic. So, you know, you talk about the fact that leaders have to be fearless. And, you know, I'm not doubting that in any form. Um, but then, how do they get to that point of fearlessness? You know, uh, because we, we have been able to establish the fact that we wear a lot of hats as leaders, you know, you're constantly making tough decisions. Uh, sometimes you fail, you know, and sometimes you, you struggle, right? There, there seems to be those highs and low moments, a lot of twists and turns. How exactly do leaders get to that point of comfort where they're able to develop um, a higher sense of confidence in what they do? That's a great question. And I think the answer to that is, that it's not easy. It's There's no silver bullet. Um, very often today you'll hear of leaders that are burning out and are stressed and going to all extreme levels of trying to balance out the expectations that they have to shoulder from investors and clients and their own teams and colleagues and so on. So it's an extremely difficult job. Uh, in my experience, the best way to get there, uh, A, is by building a network of of peers and mentors and advisors that you can tap into. Uh, and these are hopefully people who've been there, done that, or share some sort of common experience as you. And, and oftentimes it's not so much as being told what to do, but just having the comfort of knowing that all the challenges that you're going through, all the uncertainties and the questions that you're asking yourself is normal. All Everyone's been through that journey. Even the, the best leaders in the world have moments of uncertainty and self-doubt. 
So I think a network of net of, of mentors and advisors is reassuring. And for a leader, it's someone that you can actually speak to, especially given that your day to day jobs are so lonely and there's so much of highs and lows. So that's number one. The second thing I think is developing a sense of self-awareness. Um, and as leaders, you know, we're out there projecting so much of confidence and we're talking, you know, in, in so many ways about everything that we need to do. And, and along with that comes this this uh, temptation to project ourselves as extremely strong individuals that are corrected every time. But I think having uh, a sense of self-awareness uh, can allow uh, us to realize what we're good at and where we need help. And uh, and that's where, you know, the, the aspect of being confident about your abilities and having the trust in your teams comes through as well. The third part of it, I think, is about really sort of building balance in your life between your work life, between your personal life, uh, you know, between uh, just times that you have in, a, in, in your day to sort of stop and think. Uh, and in my experience, I've seen meditation, mindfulness. These are all practices that I've used, uh, ensuring that I'm fit and healthy. I, I make sure that I, you know, remain physically healthy and I work out and I prioritize that because I realize that if I'm going to be healthy, both mind and body, then I have uh, the, I'm the most productive to lead my organization. And it gives me, you know, confidence knowing that I'm feeling and thinking the best that I can. So in my experience, these are the three things that I think are critical uh, for a leader to start building, you know, towards a sense of self-confidence or fearlessness. Fantastic. Fantastic, Vikram. Um, and I think self-awareness, you know, just cannot be overemphasized really when we have conversations um, with leaders. Now, we have focused the conversation around confidence on the part of the leader. Now, it's also important that the leader is able to project a level of confidence that help their constituents also become confident in their abilities. How exactly can a leader do that in such a way um, that they're able to develop some level of consistency in the trust and confidence that their constituents have in them. You know, no leader flies alone. Uh, a leader is only a leader when they have followers. And so therefore, uh, for a leader to be successful, it's extremely important for them to have a team that's successful. And for a team to be successful, it's important that everybody in the team feels a sense of purpose and passion and, and, and intent in the direction that they're going. And so therefore, confidence becomes an extremely important part of building a successful and productive team. Uh, in my experience, uh, for a leader to have defined and communicated a vision is extremely critical because it allows every person on the team to know what their role is, where they're headed, and what is expected of them. Uh, the second part of it, I think, is to encourage recognition. Uh, everybody wants to be appreciated. And if you can build a culture that appreciates uh, and, and recognizes people's hard work, celebrates the small wins, then you're develop developing a culture where people start to realize that, you know, everybody in the team is valued. The third part of it is really just about delegation and empowerment. And often leaders can be tempted to hold on to control within their organizations, but delegation really is the key to building a successful organization. Um, I've, I've, one of my mentors once told me that 
they think they have been the most successful when they've made themselves redundant in a team. And what that means is everybody on the team is empowered enough to make decisions without this leader being present and has the confidence that the leader will back them even if these decisions are wrong. And the last part of it really is you know, committing to a culture of learning. And, and this needs to be something that's all the way from the CEO of the company down to the, the youngest person in the company, which, which basically just shows that nobody really knows everything, right? You're always learning. Uh, Jeff Bezos famously has uh, a letter that he'd written to his shareholders where he said that we're always on day zero as a company. We're always learning. We're always, you know, thinking of what's new and we're always innovating. And this culture of continuous learning is, is one way to, you know, allow people to think and express themselves without worrying about the fact that they, may, they might always, you know, need to be right. Sometimes they'll be wrong and that's going to be wrong. Fantastic. So, so, you know, how exactly then are we able to, you know, link this level of confidence that the constituents or the employees have? How are we able to, you know, tie this to business growth or business results? Well, I think because, and, and, so, and, so, and so I'm sorry to cut you short really on that because, sure. because for some it's about yeah I hear you that I have to develop the level of confidence or confidence of my team but then how does this you know how does this tie to the the bottom line <laughs> right yeah and 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 look I think confidence is you know it's it's not something that can be quantified there's no way to measure how confident your team or your employees or you yourself are I think you know the ultimate measure of confidence comes out in a few different ways it comes out in uh, intangibles that effectively define how successful your company is. It comes out in how quickly you make decisions. It comes out in how much trust there exists between the management and its constituents and the other way around. It comes out in how clearly you communicate and how open your team thinks uh, they can share feedback, not just with their colleagues and peers, but with their seniors and bosses as well. It comes out with having the ability to to be clear, uh, having goals and milestones be well-defined and going, you know, successfully marching forward in that direction. And there's a couple of ways to measure all of this, right? One is obviously, you know, as a company, are you actually performing to your goals? Two is in terms of how valued do people feel your employees? You know, what is your sort of retention number? Are you losing people? Uh, people, it's often said that people don't quit a job, you know, because of money or anything else, but they quit a job because they don't believe in their management, right? And 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 a lot of that comes down to having um, a management that is confident and trusting of the the responsibilities that they delegate down to you. So at the core of it, you know, a happy, productive team is measured by how well you can hold them together and how productive they are, and and having the confidence both as management as employees will ultimately, you know, showcase uh, the results in these sort of metrics. Absolutely, Vikram. And, and thank you very much for tying that together so nicely. Now, the, the next question is this, Vikram. And, you know, I'd like you to share from your own personal experiences how you have been able to, you know, leverage confidence um, even at some of the most difficult times to ensure that you're able to keep your business moving and then you know you're able to 
um, develop a sustainable business. You know, no better time to talk about the challenges that we've all faced uh, as leaders than what's happened over the last year and a half. And if you look at what the pandemic has done to all of our businesses, we've all faced moments of, in, you know, incredible uncertainty. We've faced losses of business and revenues and in some very unfortunate cases, of course, personal tragedies that have come in way as well. Uh, from my own experience, I would say the last two years have been incredibly tough as a, as a business leader, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a friend, as a colleague, just to see the, the level of impact it's had on everyone around us. But at the same time, you know, we have a business to run. We have commitments to keep. Uh, in my experience, one of the biggest learnings that I've had, and especially with confidence, is, you know, balancing out the well-being of my teams along with the priorities of my customers. We've had cases where we've gone back to customers and said, look, you know, we're going through an incredibly hard time. A lot of people have been out sick and COVID has impacted people and their families. But I can promise you that in 30 days, you know, whatever needs to be done around, whatever deadlines or deliverables were due to you, we will meet that. And that comes from partly from me having the confidence that I have a team that believes in what we're doing and people will stand up for each other. And if someone is down and out, then we will ensure that we've got each other's back and we'll work through whatever needs to be done to get there. Uh, and, and part of this really is, you know, ensuring that uh, as a leader, you can be empathetic. You can be responsive to a situation, but at the same time, you clearly define what the priorities as an organization are. Right. So from my own personal experience, I would say that the last year and a half, if I hadn't had the confidence in myself or my teams or, you know, in everyone that was working together towards a shared vision and what that vision was, I probably would have been very circumspect. I probably would not have been able to go back to both my colleagues as well as my clients with any sort of certainty in terms of what was happening, right? And that would have been devastating for a business that's built on trust. So essentially, for me, it was about, you know, keeping the trust that my customers had in my business. And then, of course, making sure that I trusted my teams to deliver to that promise. Thank you very much for sharing that. And, you know, there, there was a word that kept coming up and it was trust. Okay, because we can't even have a conversation around confidence if we cannot trust each other, right? If first we can't even trust ourselves, let alone trust in our team enough to, um, you know, be able to do what is right, be able to, you know, make decisions, you know. So trust is a very, very important element and a key factor when we talk about, um, you know, business leadership. Now, when it comes to trust, however, there seems to be a lot of, you know, um, mistrust um, for business leaders and also on the part of their constituents. How are we able to ensure that business leaders are able to develop that sense of trust in their constituents and also they're able to ensure that their constituents can trust them? Yeah, I mean, million dollar question. Uh, and I think trust in a workplace is no different than building trust outside of the workplace with any relationships that we have in our personal lives. A lot of it comes down to clearly defining expectations and agreeing on 
you know, what certain goals and milestones are to, to define success, what is expected from the employee, what is expected from the organization, uh, how do we measure success, and making sure that there's a constant channel of communication both ways. Uh, it's important that trust is built and not, um, or rather, let me rephrase that, it's important that trust is earned and not expected. And, and you know, it's, it's a constant sort of back and forth and a tug of war on giving and getting and, and, and sharing. And really, ultimately, I think for any organization to build trust with its employees, it's very important for there to be an, an, a culture of feedback, uh, which is, goes both ways for, for you to, you know, for people to be open to learning about what could be better and for them to share what could be better for, and for them to be more productive as employees. So a lot of times organizations, I think, make the mistake of assuming that because someone is working with them, then they have to trust them. Uh, and, and I think that's wrong. I think even an organization needs to earn its trust. And the way it does that is by staying true to its promises and, you know, understanding the expectations of employees and making sure that they can deliver on those. Right. Um, and at the same time, for the employees as well, it's about making sure that they have very clear ideas on what they need to be doing and have very clearly defined support structures and feedback mechanisms to get there. All right. So feedback, right? Feedback and then establishing the path that trust has to come from both ways, right? So it's not just going to happen on the part of the employees or the constituents, neither is it just going to happen on the part of the leader there has to be some form of balance, you know, uh, to ensure that we're able to earn that level of trust that we expect from our constituents, uh, you know, and just ensure that we have a culture of trust, right? Absolutely. Does that capture your thoughts, Vikram? Yeah, no, absolutely. You're you're absolutely right. That's exactly how it needs to be. I think I think at the end of it, it comes down and feedback. What feedback and trust is both based on is communication. And I think communication, you know, comes down to, again, the idea of confidence, which is how open are you to sharing ideas and discussing thoughts and having uh, and a possibility of a debate or a disagreement within a workspace, assuming that everybody knows where they need to get to and are aligned towards a common goal. Fantastic. Now, Vikram, you, you know, you have such an extensive um experience across you know a lot of industries um i would like you to share with us some of your strategies you know um that you have leveraged over the years for effective leadership development you know how have you been able to you know go across industries how have you been able to you know build these amazing brands and organizations what would you consider to be some of the strategies for leadership that you have leveraged um, or that you are leveraging? I was just going to say, Kemi, it's always work in progress. It's uh, some, you know, I, I think as a leader, you're always learning. And there's always parts of your leadership style that, that you know, there's needs improvement and has areas to improve. For me personally, things that have worked out for me is, you know, going in with a sense of humility uh, and curiosity. Uh, you know, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I received from a very early boss that I worked with was he said, always hire people who are smarter than you. 
and the and and you'll never stop learning and you'll never have a case where you if you have a case where you're telling them what to do then that person is not the right fit for your team and and and, and I've and I've realized that over time you know building a team where you can have trust in someone's abilities to deliver on what needs to be done can be incredibly uh, relieving for a leader where suddenly the burden of having to think through everything is not on your shoulders alone. You're not telling someone some, what to do, but you're instead learning from them and you're just supporting them with everything that they need to be successful. Uh, the, the next part of uh, what I've personally seen that's helped me as a leader, I mentioned this earlier as well, is having uh, a network of people who I can look up to and learn from. Uh, one of the same sayings that they say is you're a sum total of you know, the, the company of the five people that you keep. And um, while, of course, that's probably not true mathematically, but the idea there is uh, when you choose to surround yourself with people who exhibit a certain set of values or experiences, you know, it really sort of takes you to the next level in terms of the expectations and bar that you sell for yourself. But at the same time, it just gives you incredible access to knowledge. And I've been very fortunate to be a part of a few networks of entrepreneurs that have been there and done that in many cases are open to sharing a lot of their experiences. And, you know, many times it's just so refreshing to hear about the journeys that people have taken. Uh, and the last part for me that's been important to develop as a leader is to make sure, and I spoke about this earlier as well, is to make sure that I have a healthy balance between, you know, work and outside of work. I've made sure that over the years I cultivate a healthy set of passions and hobbies outside of work. Uh, I do a lot of work in, in the creative arts, whether that's, you know, acting or making short films or just generally doing creative projects with uh, friends and, and and my wife, in fact. And what that allows me to do is it allows me to channel a lot of my energy towards things that I enjoy. And so, it, you know, when I come back to work, I'm refreshed. I can have a fresh perspective and, you know, it just allows me to work better with my colleagues rather than being just absolutely laser focused on one thing and, and, and having blind spots along the way. So these are a few things that I think have worked for me. Great. Um, you know, and, and to a great extent, they all center around um, a high level of self-awareness, you know, and emotional intelligence. Because for you to get to that point where you can balance your life outside of work, you need to get to a certain level of awareness of what is most important to you, uh, your interests, your motivation, the things that you're passionate about, and, and so much more. So I think, you know, emotional intelligence and self-awareness will definitely play a key role, um, you know, for, for leaders. All right, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Now, Bikram, I would like to know, you know, because when we talk about, um, you know, confidence, there are leaders who at certain point um, have exhibited great level of confidence. Uh, but then, you know, on the journey of leadership, um, entrepreneurship, you know, or professional advancement, as the case may be, um, leaders may experience certain setbacks. And for some, unfortunately, uh, they experience situations or they have experiences that seem to really knock them off their feet and then it's difficult for them to get back. And you know, through that, they lose a great level of confidence in their own abilities and even you know, what is possible for them and through them. Now for leaders who experience such 
step back. How exactly can they get to the point where they can renew or they can improve their level of confidence rather than wallowing in the face of pity, you know, or um, somewhere that they ordinarily did not want to be? Yeah, incredibly tough situation to be in. And of course, uh, while I can share, uh, you know, some ideas and thoughts, I think so so often it's it's so dependent on the situation and, and on the personality of the person. And of course, it's a lot easier said than done. But I think it comes down to a few few areas, right? One is, again, like I said, surrounding yourself with a healthy network of peers and colleagues who can give you reassurance and reaffirmations on on what your strengths are and and why you're an extremely important part of uh, their lives and 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 what works in your favor. Two is um, like I mentioned earlier, just building a sense of self awareness, um, being able to separate out the results of you know work and and not attaching it to your self worth and and just really sort of making sure that your own sense of esteem and confidence is independent of the work that you do. And part of that, like I mentioned earlier, is having other things to attach yourself of identity to, whether that's a hobby or a passion or an interest or a purpose, and just making sure that, you know, it's not just all about work or outcomes or PL or revenues that you need to show, right? There's a lot more to life than that. Um, and three, I think is, um, and I've mentioned this earlier as well, is just having that sense of curiosity to continue to learn and perhaps you know, in learning more or learning new things, there is a sense of excitement and renewed energy that can come in and sort of ignite that spark all over again. And I absolutely agree with you on that, Vikram. Thank you so much um, for sharing that. And like rightly stated, it's important that, you know, we get to that point where we do not personalize or internalize some of these experiences, you know, and take it as something that has um, you know, just come out there to, to put a dent or to destroy us. So it's important that leaders are able to have time of reflection where we're able to connect to what is most important to us, right? Connect to what is most important to us. And that's going to happen only because you invest time, you invest energy, you invest resources in developing your level of awareness, self-awareness, uh, you spend time developing your level of emotional intelligence and you know just spending time developing who you are right so i, I think those are really really amazing points that you have shared Bikram. and um you know i'm sure everyone out there is taking notes and what i always say is that insights without actions will always be useless you know so you want to take down this insights you want to take down this notes and start looking for ways to implement and incorporate these um, wonderful insights and these wonderful tips into every area of your life. Now, Vikram, we've had such a great and amazing conversation. And, you know, I'm sure for those who still have questions, they will want to know where they can find you online. So where can we find you, Vikram? Yeah, so they can just email me. My email address is vikram at talent500.co uh, or I'm on Twitter at Vikram Ahuja27. Um, so that's V-I-K-R-A-M-A-H-U-J-A, -A -A -A, the number 27. All 
right. Thank you very much for that. You know, I'm, I'm going home with self-awareness, right? We absolutely cannot exhaust the place of self-awareness because it's a journey that never ends. I say that it's a continuum, right? And we will never get to that point where we exhaust its full spectrum. So as leaders, we have to be in that place where we constantly understand the pace of learning, unlearning, relearning, where we're constantly evaluating and reflecting, where we're constantly investing in ourselves and, you know, just spending time to really focus on what is most important to us. Um, I think beyond the work that we do, uh, beyond our businesses, still lies the real us. And it's important that we have to spend some time focusing on developing um, that self. All right, Vikram, thank you so much. It's been such a great time with you. Um, thank you for coming on the show, and then we look forward to seeing you soon again. Thank you, Kemi. You have an excellent week ahead. All right, guys. I am sure you absolutely loved, you know, the session today. Um, insights without action is always going to be useless. So take those insights and run with it. You have been listening to Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogunkoya. If you have enjoyed this episode, go to relisworks.com forward slash podcast to leave a public review and share the link to this episode with others. Till I see you again, keep the conversation alive.